Good morning from Oak Hill in Lee Sage, West Virginia. We're gathered here this morning, just a few. Services will be virtual for the next two Sundays, and we'll be going back to our natural services on January the 10th, Lord willing. We want to remember the many that's in need of our prayers and the many that's hurting through this pandemic. Uh, the Dorothy Roach family, Dorothy passed away, and she was uh, related to my wife and Rosie's sister-in-law. So remember that family in your prayers. And we are thankful that we can still have this service virtual. And our sound tech, uh, Brother Dave Reynolds, is taking care of the sound and the video. And this morning we've got a special treat. Brother Jeff Carter will be bringing the message. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing what he has in his message for us. And I'd like to introduce him at this time, Brother Jeff Carter. Good morning. I trust everybody had a great Christmas. And I did as well. Uh, it's one of my favorite times of year is Christmas. I've always said the 26th is the worst day of the year because Christmas is over. But uh, I, I love Christmas. And if you would turn in your Bible, uh, those of you who know me know that I don't preach big, long sermons. You know that I'm just a simple man, and uh, I use simple words, and you don't need a dictionary close when I'm preaching because I don't use those big words. I don't have a doctor in front of my name. I haven't been to seminaries. Uh, I just rely on a God that I trust and try to obey what he gives me and I try to keep myself out of it but if you'll turn to your Bibles uh, in John and we've been studying a lot in John here at Oak Hill and and I thought this verse was appropriate John uh, 16 and we'll go to the last verse in that in that book it's uh, 33 These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And I'd like to go to prayer. Dear God, I pray, Lord, that you would bless this community. Dear Father, I pray that you would uh, bless each and every one here at these, this church on the hill, dear Lord. I pray that uh, Father, that you would bless our pastor uh, and, and bless him in a mighty way. Dear God, I pray that this upcoming year, Lord, would, uh, uh, Father, that we could have a ray of hope in it, dear Lord, that, uh, Father, that the things that of the past are over. And dear Lord, we pray that your presence will be known in our heart and our soul uh, as we go down through this new year. Father, we pray that uh, we could just preach a word of hope, dear Lord, to those who are hurting. Uh, Father, that we could uh, just give a ray of hope to those who are uh, in tribulation and in trouble. Dear God, I pray uh, that you would just bless us and help us. Lord, I know there's someone out there that needs help, dear Lord, and uh, you can start with me, God. Uh, Father, I pray that uh, it is in your son's name that we ask all these blessings and favors. 
Jesus Christ, our Savior. There's a lot in this verse right here, this uh, 33. And you know, uh, the older I get, the more I reflect back on on things that I've done. And uh, the years are no different. On the 26th, usually I kind of reflect back on the year that has gone by. Uh, In 2019, I reflected back also uh, on a a really a prosperous year, a great year. uh, everything was going so well, and, and I looked back at our, uh, my, my wife and I, our, our life, and Yvonne, and uh, we, we spend a life of festivals. Our business is a, a life of festivals and fairs and uh, happiness, weddings. We, do, we go to a lot of weddings, and Last, last year was the year, you know, 2019 was really a good year. And it was a good year for a lot of people. The church was going strong. Uh, I reflected upon the church. Uh, we was meeting and uh, numbers were down a little bit, but the spirit was high. We had, a, we had a good thing going here at church. And a lot of churches were going well. And then comes 2020. And... Uh, Yesterday, I sat down and I reflected back on this year of perfect vision, 2020. Uh, I didn't see much good in it. A year of pain, heartache, a year of people losing their jobs, a year of people losing their businesses, a, a year of people spending the whole year on unemployment. So much pain and so much misery. A year of, even worse, a lot of people losing their life to this awful virus. And, and I thought about all those thousands and hundreds of thousands of people that lost their life. But more, more than that, the, the hundreds and thousands of people that are grieving for their lost loved ones. True. Those empty chairs at tables those voices that people used to hear, they're gone. And, and it was mostly elderly people, and it's so sad. And, and I reflected back on that, and I, I thought of the pain that they were feeling. And today I'd like to just try to give you a little bit of hope, a little bit of hope for the future. Uh, maybe this year... We'll have a hope that things will get better. Maybe the, the uh, virus will start fading away and we can get more back to normal, back to what we, the realization that we was realizing before this year started. Amen. All the schools closed, still closed. And in the verse we read here, it says, these things I have spoken. Starts out, these things I have spoken. And, and not sure what it means, whether it means the, the things he had spoken in the last three and a half years he'd been with them. See, the, at this point, Christ was getting ready to go to the cross. Right. He was getting ready to give his life for us. And, and I kind of look back a couple of uh, chapters here, starting in 14 and 
and, I, and he he wrote he read he said a lot of things in these couple of chapters, and I call these chapters uh, uh, 14, 15, and 16 uh, the chapters of hope. And then in chapter 17, there's a prayer. So I call this part of the Bible a hope and a prayer. Uh, this is not the Lord's prayer, but this is the Lord's praying for his people, for us. Uh, chapter 17. And some of the things that he said, he said things like this. If, we, if ye had known me, you should have known the Father also. And it goes on and it says, And I pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter. I will not leave you comfortless. I'm just skipping around here. I don't want to uh, take a lot of your time uh, showing you each and every verse, but we're in chapter 14 right now. But the comforter come, cometh, but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost. Peace I leave you. My peace I give unto you. Uh, and, and he says so many great things in these chapters before this uh, chapter 16. He says, abide in me and I in you. He says, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. This is fifth, chapter 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. And without me, you can do nothing. Then we go on to 16. And he says a lot of things in these, these, these chapters. It says in 16.2, they shall put you out of the synagogues. Boy, isn't that one come true. <laughs> These things they will do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. He goes on a little further. He says, a little while and you shall not see me. And in a little while you're going to see me again. And I'm sure they was really confused about some of the things he was saying. And then we come over to our verse. And it says, I have spoken these things unto you that in me, and boy, that's a big, that's a big part of this verse, in me, Amen. in Christ, right. you might have peace. And that's the kind of peace that we need. We need the peace in our Christ Jesus. Amen. And I, I thought, as I sat there, I thought, thought about some of the people that I know that, that have trouble, that have tribulation. And, and I'm not talking about the kind of trouble that I lost my car keys or uh, I, I didn't get that good parking spot at, yeah. at the mall or or my dog didn't come home last night or something like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the things that are so deep, the, the, the things that will cause you so much pain. And there's been people in this church that have been in so much pain, and you can, and you can see the pain in their face, and you can hear it in their voice. I'm not going to mention any names. I'm, if, if I tell you some of these things, you'll know who they are. Uh, we had a lady in our church that lost her husband. Painful thing. 
And then in a little while, she lost her grandson in a fire. And you could see the pain in her face. And you could feel the pain as she spoke to you. But she still had peace in God, in Christ. And I don't need to tell you who she is. It's God knows. And we had another lady that lost her husband to a bad accident. And I think about that lady and, and the pain that she had to be going through. And this is the kind of pain that Christ is talking about here. This is the kind of tribulation. And I remember when I got that news that, that this man had been hurt and I was driving my truck. And I just pulled off the road and wept. But the pain I felt wasn't near what this lady felt. And this is the kind of pain that this year has caused. And it's not just in America, it's all over the world. There's pain and suffering. And if the world had the peace that this verse is talking about, And then there's another lady that doesn't go to church. She lost her husband from an illness. And I talk, spoke to him before he died. He was a Christian. He didn't go to church, but he told me that he had given his life to Christ years ago. And I spoke to his wife uh, and prayed with her. She's been coming to my wife and requesting prayers. She's not a Christian. But she knows that she needs it. And she came to me the other day, and her son had died just a little while after her husband did, but uh, he had complications with where he'd been taking so many drugs. And you could see the pain in her face. She said, I can't go home. There's too many memories there. She couldn't go home for Christmas. And, and you know, when I got saved, I, you know what I thought? And a lot of people think this, that, you know, everything's going to be smooth sailing from here on out. Uh, everything's going to be good. Everything, you know, God's going to take care of me. Right. Uh, that couldn't be further from the truth, folks. That's exactly you know what? <laughs> when I got saved and started following Christ, that's when my troubles began. It's like Satan had me. He didn't have to mess with me, but after I started following Christ, then he wanted me back. And people in the world, they see something like a preacher, and he should have the words. He should have, he should be able to get in that, you know, I've got a problem, let me go to the preacher. He should be able to get in that book and uh, give me a verse that, Magically will make all the pain go away. It, it doesn't work like that either. I had no words for this lady. I didn't know what to tell her. Uh, I was speechless. I liked to help her. I didn't have the words. And uh, you, you cause a preacher to be speechless, and that's a pretty bad thing. It seemed like we've always got something to say. And I went home, got in my Bible, and I got to study, and I found this verse. 
and I studied some more and I found some other verses that but the cross we should I feel like we should go back to the cross when we're in trouble we need to to find the cross and we need to hit our knees there Amen. but the answer is in the cross and you say just that old troubled thing you know that that dreaded symbol of shame and if you could project yourself back 2,000 years to that first Good Friday and you're standing there in front of the man that you followed for three and a half years and you think they had to think it's all over They've crucified the Son of God. All dreams were crushed. And, and can you imagine the sorrow that they felt? The pain they were in. But the cross. And that show, the cross shows that, that Christ, that God can take something really terrible, really bad, like the cross, a symbol of shame, of torture, of pain, a thing that they had in that time that was the worst thing that could happen to you is go to the cross. And God can take that and turn it around into something most beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing that I know now is the cross. And God can take... Now, you might not think that you're, the, the pain that you're going through and, and the things that are happening to you now are... are could ever be good. There's no way that this could, anything good could come out of this. But God has a way of taking the, the worst things, the worst situations, and turning them around and making them into something beautiful. And you might not see it now. But years from now, something good is going to come out of our pain. I just know it. Uh, when my good brother died of the injury... You know, I, I'd never thought of preaching. Never thought I would ever get up here behind this desk and, and say a word. But I looked at his life, and I could tell that guy was, man, he was on top of the world. He, he knew this Bible so well, and he taught so well, and I loved listening to him so much. And I thought, you know what? Maybe I need to carry that on. Maybe I need to do my part. So something good did come out of that. And if you turn, and I can, tell, I can show you why this was a good thing, this Christ going to the cross. If you turn to the Hebrews uh, 6, 19. And, and it, I, I always read the King James Version, but uh, in, in this... I like uh, the NIV. Now, you all don't throw me out of church and uh, do away with me, but it's just a version. It's just a version, and I like this NIV version of these verses. It, it's, I'm a simple person, simple man, and this kind of simplifies it for you. I'll read it both ways. And In the King James Version, it says, Which hope we have an anchor of the soul both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that within the veil. And then 20, it says, whether the, forerun whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus made an high priest 
for even after the order of Melchizedek. And, and I read the NIV version, and, and this is it. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters into, it enters in the sanctuary behind the curtain. Verse 20, where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf, he has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Amen. Praise God, Christ came down off that cross, went behind the veil where only the, the priest could go. The priest would go there and he would sprinkle a little blood on behalf of the people. Christ tore down that veil. He went there and he poured out all of his blood on that altar. Every drop for me and you. For me and you so that we don't have to go to a priest anymore. We can go straight to our God. We can talk to our God. And, and I like the, the simplicity of this NIV version. It's like a, a video I watched on the internet. There was a, a boat, and the pastor's preached on this before. The boat was, there's signs up at the Niagara. You, if you, this is a point of no return. If you go past this, your boat's not going to be strong enough to pull you back out. You're, you can't row back out. You can't come back to the, from this. Once you pass that point of no return, you're going over the falls. And this boat had passed that. Their motor had died, and... They were drifting. And as I watched, they, you could see the panic in them. And finally, one of them dropped an anchor. And just before the boat went over, it was just teetering on the edge, and the anchor held. And it made me think about this scripture, the anchor. That rope is our faith. And once the anchor goes down, you can't see it anymore. You can't see the anchor. That anchor is Jesus Christ. And, and he'll hold any time we have problems. Now, we, we can't see him with our own eyes. But we have the faith that our faith, it goes down and it locks on to Jesus Christ, our Savior. And he will stop us from that watery grave that those people are going through. The current, you know, the current of this life is strong. And there's a big undercurrent. And my prayer today is that, that you anchor in Jesus Christ, our Savior. And if we go through the rest of this year, this coming year, and, and we put our faith in Christ, and we put our faith in that anchor, that it will hold when the bad things come. And they're going to come. It says, he says it right here. In the world you shall have tribulation. It's not, he didn't say you might have tribulation. He didn't say maybe you might have tribulation. In the world, you shall have tribulation. It's coming, baby. We're, we're going to, it, trouble's coming. There's, and, there, and there's two different theologies. One says there's nothing you can do about it. Just tuck and roll. Roll with it. You're, you're, going, to, you're going to have trouble. And then there's, a, on the other theology, there's a, a, a a preacher I know of on the TV from down in Texas, he says, just stay in God and nothing bad is going to happen to you. Uh, just pray all the time and do what you're supposed to do and you'll prosper 
and you'll have a good life. And somewhere, both of them together, they're, it's, it's, they're really bad theologies. But you put them both together, and somewhere in the middle there, uh, it, it, it's, there's a truth to it. And that truth is Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't put my faith in either one of those. I put my faith in Jesus Christ, my Savior. Amen. And my prayer today is that anybody that's hearing my voice, that that's where you put your faith. And if you don't know Christ, you don't need a church to, to accept him. Uh, he, it says here in, in the Bible that he chose you. You have not chosen me, 1616, but I have chosen you. And I'm so thankful that he chose me. And in this prayer... That he gave his father on behalf of us. It says here, he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given me. And if you want eternal life, all you gotta do is accept Christ Amen. in your life. Amen. And this morning I wanna I wanna invite you to accept him. And I'm done. I told you I don't preach for a long time. And uh, I'll just like to have a prayer. Then we're gonna have a song. And during that song, uh, just accept Christ as your personal Savior. Dear God, I pray that, Lord, if there's somebody out there at the sound of my voice, dear Lord, that don't know you, I pray that they would make this the morning that they would come forward. Dear God, I pray that this upcoming year, dear Lord, would be better. And Father, that the Savior would come back and solve all of our problems, Lord. I pray that his coming would be now. And Lord, we know that nothing needs to happen for that to happen. Dear Lord, I pray that you would just bless, bless this church, bless this congregation, bless each and every one, Father, that has anything to do with us. Father, we pray that you bless our pastor, and we thank you for him, dear Lord, and the messages that he gives. Lord, I pray that as we go down through this year, Lord, that we could anchor ourselves in you and give you the praise and the glory for all the good things in our life. And all these things I ask in the precious name of Jesus. And amen.